0: Coaster ride continues for the Montana Lady Grizz. Hello, I am Coulter Nuevaz. What could and likely is the final makeup game of the season for Montana? UM played Idaho for the second time in four games on Monday in Moscow. Thursday, UM beat UI 76-73 in a game that included 21 lead changes and 14 ties. Monday, the Lady Grizz built its lead to as many as 14 points late in the third quarter, only to let it slip away. Idaho rallied all the way back, led by Beyonce B's 24-point outburst to post a 70-69 with a for Montana fight twenty points from Carmen G. Feller, sixteen points from Abby Anderson, fourteen points from Sophia Stiles. The month of February has been tumultuous for Montana. Stiles hit a buzzer beater to beat Weber State a few weeks ago, starting a wild stretch that also included a loss to defending Big Sky champion Idaho State at home, beating upstart Southern Utah in Cedar City in a Monday makeup game, losing on another buzzer beater at Northern Arizona, losing to rebuilding Eastern Washington in another Monday makeup game, beating Idaho and Portland State over the weekend, and falling on the third straight Monday to the Vandals. UM now sits at 9-7 in league play, while Idaho is 7-8. The Montana State women started their four-game road trip to end the regular season in Portland Monday. The Bobcats moved to 13-4 and into a tie for first place. Idaho State with an 82-57 win over Portland State. The Vikings are 0-15 in big-scale play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Hope you're having an outstanding Wednesday. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Missed your thing in the first hour of Nuanna's Now. We heard from Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, talking Big Sky hoops, both on the men's and women's side. We also had Ryan Maxey in from the film One Road to Courtside, a documentary as part of our Big Sky Documentary Film Festival interview series. And talk a little bit about legacies of high school basketball players. A text in from a listener, by the way, that uh, reminded me about Jill Barta, who was a great player at Fairfield as well. Went on to play at Gonzaga and was a first-round pick in the WNBA draft. She's certainly up there in the conversation as well. She was a phenomenal athlete herself and uh, definitely one worth remembering on that list. You can find everything from the first hour of today's show on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. It's our tenth anniversary here at ESPN Radio. So throughout the month of February, we are giving you an opportunity to win 10 wings every 10 minutes. Courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. All you have to do is call and or text us. So keep those calls and texts rolling in. Every time I prompt you, bring it on. And we got 10 wings from the best wing spot in the city of Missoula coming on in. So please keep them rolling. 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call and or text. We got two more winners coming your way. So either call us or text us. 888-1029. It's time now for our ESPN roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls. And right now, things at Montana State going pretty darn good. You got the Bobcat football team who played in the national championship for the first time since 1984. You got the MSU women's basketball team who's working on their fourth Big Sky title in the last six seasons. And you got... Danny Sprinkle, one of the favorite sons to ever come out of Montana State, leading his alma mater on the men's side. And the Bobcats, they're off to their best start in almost 40 years. They're 21-6 and six right now. They just had their 11-game winning streak snapped last Thursday, but they've now won 17 out of 19, and uh, they have... They they have it in their sights. The Bobcats have never won more than 21 games during their Big Sky Conference history, which dates back to 1963. So it's going pretty darn good at Montana State. But they have an opportunity in men's hoops on Sunday to sweep the University of Montana for the first time in a long time. If the women sweep, it'll be the extension of multiple sweeps. I think it's been five years in a row now where the uh, Montana State women have swept the Lady Grizz. But this week on the East Bend Roundtable, a guy who I've looked up to and admired quite a bit throughout my career, uh, first as a sports writer and now as a radio broadcaster, and a guy with a, a name that resonates around the state of Montana, the longtime voice of the Montana State Bobcats, Dean Alexander joins us here on Nuanez Now. Dean, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing?
1: Hey great colder uh, good to be with you I wish we both were on the golf course but that'll be a while
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know right, right now when it's about negative 10 I uh, I find myself dreaming oh, of yeah. golf even more often but I think that this is yeah, this will be so fun to recap some of this stuff with you because you had a front row seat for so many of these previously historic accomplishments. You you talk back to 37 years since MSU went to the national championship game in football, and it's been so many years since this, that, and the other thing, but you were the voice of the Bobcats for so many of these great runs from yesteryear. So first of all, just a broad question. What do you think of just the state of athletics at Montana State right now? Because it seems like Leon Costello and the crew, they got it rolling pretty good there at MSU
1: well it is i mean you know it is amazing i mean trish got it going and has kept it going and then uh, danny comes in and he's had you know in the middle now of his of his third year and i mean it's it's just been an incredible year and it's something you're seeing it but i won't say you don't believe it but i mean it is just amazing you highlighted you know some of the stuff that's gone on already and uh when Danny came back, of course, that was the big hope that he could uh, get it done, and he's done everything right, obviously, on the court and recruiting and getting out around campus and town and meeting people and literally asking him to come to the games, and it's worked well.
0: Danny Sprinkle was a great player at Montana State. His, his greatest legend was when he was a freshman, and he had the outstanding shooting performance to win Big Sky Tournament MVP and lead the Bobcats to their last Big Sky Tournament title and subsequently their last NCAA Tournament berth. When you were calling games when Springs was playing, did you see a future as a coach? Or was it already sort of thinking of this evolution as a guy that was such a great player and then was an assistant for so long, paid his dues, and now back at his alma mater leading the way?
1: Uh, to tell you the truth, you know, I was somewhat surprised when he became an assistant, you know, when he was down at Cal State, Northridge, and Fullerton, and Northridge again, and or vice versa, whatever it was. But... That kind of surprised me as an assistant, and then he came up here, obviously, as an assistant with uh, MSU for a couple of years, and that was fine, because I know you know how it works. The assistants always want to be the head guy, but Danny's always been Danny, and I didn't see anything there or hear anything or catch anything like he was wanting to move into the first chair, and so then he gets down there in California again, and the next thing you know that they have some meetings and you hear the sprinkles coming back and he's going to be the head guy and so you say okay and nothing against anybody but those two programs he was with down in california and even msu at the time when he came back weren't exactly you know tearing up any league anywhere but obviously he was paying attention doing his homework and he had his idea of what it should or could be and then also as you mentioned that uh he played on uh, maybe the best team ever, you know, for the Bobcats of the modern era in 95, 96. So he had been there, done that when it happened here. And obviously he had a vision. And guess what? It's working pretty good. It's so interesting, too, because Mick Durham was such a great
0: coach at Montana State. He had a great 16-year run there. And uh, there, there, were the Bobcats were more successful consistently under Coach Durham than probably most of the time during their Big Sky Conference history. But then, since Mick resigned and then went up to Alaska, Montana State has sort of—it's sort of a success beyond just sort of a middle of the league finish. It's sort of eluded MSU, but now Sprinkle's got them back toward the top. Do when you watch this year's Bobcats, do they look like? Is there any Mick Durham influence? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, his name is Danny Sprinkle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) uh, He—he believe me, he learned from the master, and he gives credit to Mick, and you talk to Danny, you talk to Mick, and I know they talk to each other, and they've always been close, but uh, obviously you see a lot of Mick and Danny in uh, his coaching mannerisms, you know, and in his style, and and one thing uh, that they both did, Mick did, and, and Danny does now, if you watch him from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, Danny Sprinkle is Danny Sprinkle. He's not after the refs. He's not shooing a guy out or doing anything, playing to the fans. Danny is, you know, just straight right across, and you watch his team, and there aren't many highs or lows. I mean, it's, it's pretty steady. They're going from point A to point B, and they're not going to be uh, off led in any misdirection or whatever. And then his substitutions have been unbelievable. Everything has just worked out well, but to back up uh, what you ask, there is a lot of in and the Danny Sprinkle, and that's in a positive manner. Dean Alexander joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. Dean, the
0: voice of the Montana State Bobcats for nearly 30 years. And, Dean, let's talk about some of your favorite memories because the rivalry game is on the horizon, and there's been some phenomenal games between the Bobcats and the Grizz. You were on the call. For many of those men's basketball games, I actually believe that your last call was in Missoula back in 2002 uh, when you first retired from your seat as, as the voice of the Bobcats. When you think about the Cacker's rivalry, what are some of the best memories that come to mind when you when think about the men's side of this clash?
1: Well, let's go back to 1976 when there was a dirt floor in the field house and uh, Judd Heathcote was coaching the Grizz, Okay. So you get down to the nitty-gritty, by the way, with the dirt floor in there, you're in the dead of winter, and there would be dust, you know, flying up or whatever. But the court was elevated, and they had uh, support wires, guy wires, uh, on the back of the backboards going up, you know, to hold the, the backboards. And um, so it gets down to the nitty-gritty, and Paul Kinney, left-handed guard for the Bobcats, uh, fires one up, and it goes in and out and goes straight up, and apparently hits one of the guy wires and comes back down through. Game over, and Judd goes crazy. Okay. Hello. We, we still got you, Dean. Yep. Okay. And so Judd goes crazy, and if he, anybody remembers Judd thought his head <laughs> right. would kind of be like a bobble-headed doll that someone <laughs> had hit it. You know, going back and forth. And in those days, obviously, we didn't have um, the video replay so you'll never know and i can't swear myself that it hit one of the guy wires but i would say it just seemed like it hung up there for a little bit before it came back down through and it was a low scoring game as like 57 55 i think was the uh, was the final on that one so that that was one of my early ones obviously that uh i really enjoyed you have um Uh, Mike Montgomery coaching down at Reno, and they were the shoe-in, supposedly. And the Bobcats went in 11-15 and won 82-77 over the Grizz in the title game and went on to play St. John's. And that was it for Montgomery in uh, in Missoula. But uh, same thing, frozen in time. It's like he stood there and couldn't believe it, and there were several thousand others there uh, who couldn't believe that one either. And then you reverse it. And uh, when Donnie Holtz was coaching the Grizz, and that was in Bozeman, and everybody favored the Bobcats, it's in Bozeman, you got it going. Grizz take what appeared to be the last shot and missed it, but guess what? One of the Grizz comes flying down the lane with the follow and jams it home. Game over, Grizz win, and the uh, Grizz go to the NCAA, and the, Bobs go, the Bobcats go to the NIT. So I guess turnabout is fair play, so to speak.
0: This is so interesting, too, during the, the Stu Starner era at Montana because you mentioned those times when, when Mike Montgomery was sort of denied to the NCAA tournament. Crazy to think, Mike Montgomery, the success that he had throughout his coaching career. I mean, he won over 650 games, led Stanford to the Final Four, coached the Golden State Warriors, coached at Cal Berkeley, but he actually never went to the NCAA tournament at Montana, which is wild to think about, especially considering he had guys like Larry Kristoviak and Wayne Tinkle playing for him, but also so much of a part of that legend Uh, of those Bobcat teams in the 80s was I think people forget this the Big Sky Conference was the first league in America to institute the three-point line and the Bobcats some of their great wins during that Stu Starner era came because of their mastery of the three-point shot so I mean how much of that influenced it and when you were calling games how big of a deal was that when the three-point line was first instituted and how much was Montana State able to take advantage of that element
1: well, that probably saved their bacon, so to speak, in uh, in many games because uh, a lot of times in there you, you didn't have the inside guy to get it done, so you're firing away, you know, and then you take it all the way up a little bit further, as you alluded to earlier with Danny Sprinkle being the king of the three-pointers for a lot of years. You know, it took Tyler Hall to come along probably to uh, erase a lot of that that uh, Danny was just considered to be, the all-time three-point shooter. You had Craig Finberg early, but there wasn't the three-point line, and Durham was feeding him the ball, and everybody always said, boy, it would have been interesting if there had been the arc when uh, Finberg was playing for the Bobcats, that what he could have done with that. But it changed things, yeah, because the uh, the game changed a little bit. I mean, it was like, what would, would you say? The green light was on always for uh, the three-pointer, and especially with mixed teams, with the three-point that's just another shot. Go ahead, fire away. It make you cringe sometimes because they're firing away, but they weren't going in. But other than that, I mean, it was a big part of the offense. Dean Alexander joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. It's as now.
0: You're listening on 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula, as well as watching statewide SWX Montana Television. Dean, the long-time voice of the Montana State Bobcats, rehashing some memories from uh, all the way around the, the history of Montana State, but specifically focusing on men's hoops because the rivalry game comes around on Sunday. It's 3 p.m. Dalberg Arena. I know it's a little weird. We haven't really had any Sunday rivalry games, at least not in my 15 years covering the Big Sky Conference. So sort of strange, but they'll be not the normal doubleheader like we've gotten used to recently with the women in the afternoon and the men at night. Instead, the women... We'll take center stage on sat- on Saturday night at 7 p.m. at Dahlberg Arena and then the men 3 p.m. on Sunday. Dean, I know you still follow Bobcat Athletics very closely. So when you watch this team, what do you think of this specific team? Because you mentioned Sprinkles done a great job recruiting a roster that seems to fit together, seems to really love playing together. But how would you just describe sort of the style they play in and, and uh, what do you think of just the, the run that they've been on so far this year?
1: Okay, well, let's look at, uh, at the roster. He has nine freshmen, two of them are redshirting, four sophomores, one junior, three seniors. So you can see whatever they're doing, you know, you get your hopes up for the old word potential get, that gets coaches fired, but you could see that what they're doing now, they could be, should be able to. Uh, continue it because Danny's going about seven, eight, nine, ten deep, sometimes eleven deep in those games. And the thing is, from those who've seen a lot of basketball and watched them and watched the uh, the Bobcats, and I'm uh, in that group with them. This is probably as much talent on one Bobcat team as we've seen in the last say 50 years. You know, I mean it. It's deep because he can go to the bench and it's like there's literally nothing lost. And here they come in and uh, they had uh, one of the coaches, might have been Idaho State, I'm not positive, but uh, said they just wore us out because, you know, they just kept running those guys in and and we just ran out of gas. And that's about the way it is. And if you look at it, uh, he goes to the bench and he'll bring in, say, the, the youngster that was the player of the year in Wyoming, bring in the one from Alaska who was the player of the year. In Alaska, then he's got, of course, Germer for Montana Player of the Year, but he's redshirting. So you get these guys of that quality. Then you get, in my experience here, the only four-star player Montana State has ever had, and that would be Raekwon Battle, who uh, started out the University of Washington, and he has literally—I mean, it's so obvious—gotten better every game, and you can see why he is a four-star because he have not he hasn't reached his potential yet, but he's a crowd pleaser and it's just so much talent, it's unbelievable. And he's coming off the bench. I mean that's that's where they are. Uh you have Bello goes out in the middle and who comes in for him? Great Osabor, another guy from London, who's about the same size, on and on and on. And Osibor is only a freshman. So I think it's the depth and I think as we're getting to this time of the season uh, I think any coach would uh, pray that they would have the depth that the Bobcats have because it gets to be tough now. I mean, you look at the number of games they have coming up in the next week where they're going Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then you're going to go to the Big Sky Tournament, and if you're going to win it, you're going to have to win at least three, depending on where you're seated, maybe four. But for the Bobcats, where they're going to be, and, and the Grizz likewise, it's going to be three games, and that's a tough three games. So they have the, they have the talent, they have the depth, And uh, Danny told me two things at the first of the season. Two of his toughest things would be one with this team would be finding them all, playing time, keeping them happy. And so far, that's worked out. And the other thing in the long run where you look at it, uh, scheduling is difficult because uh, basically nobody will come here, so you're going on the road. Witness the game that Colorado could have should have won, the game in Mexico could have should have won. But those are the kind of games you're going to have to book, so that's the deal. So sometimes you can't judge by the overall one-loss record, but you can judge by the level of competition, and those two games probably are serving the Bobcats well now at this time of the season as they're uh, going to run down the stretch. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. You need a place to watch the action,
0: whether it's Saturday night with the women's CAC game or Sunday afternoon with Montana State traveling to Missoula. Can't make it to the game? Paradise Falls will have all your action covered for you. They also are streaming all the district and divisional tournaments from the high school levels as well. they got 30 big-screen TVs and 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So swing by Paradise Falls, located 3621 Brook Street here in the Garden City. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Dean Alexander, a longtime voice of the Montana State Bobcats, joining us to rehash all sorts of memories. And, Dean, before we let you go, you mentioned about the run of football, but I want to ask you a little bit more about that because, to me – unfortunate that Montana state lost in the championship game because that was the one missing element to being among the greatest sports stories we've ever seen in the state of Montana. You come to Missoula and you get hammered by the Grizz and that is this domino effect that lets this young baby faced kid from Butte America rise to such levels of prominence and stardom in such a short amount of time. And Tommy Malat galvanizes this team to go on this epic run. And you have all these awesome characters from Troy Anderson to Daniel Hardy to Ty Okada and, of course, Tommy Malat. Unbelievable, the run that they went on, even if they did fall one step short in the national championship game. But what did you think of the run? Because as a guy that's been so tied to MSU Athletics for so long, this must have been a pretty cool moment for you as well.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, the the Grizzly thing. You just wondered at that. Did that do it? You know, because that could have, you know, killed the season. Basically, that that could have been it. But the thing is, and I'll give uh, Coach Vegan the credit on that. That was a big move. You take a freshman quarterback who's, you know, played as a sub in and out, played on the special teams and so on. Granted, he had great high school numbers and whatever, but he's a freshman. You're going into the tough part of the season. You stick him in there and. Boy, it was it was incredible. I mean, that's a Hollywood movie if I ever saw one. It was one of the greatest performances by a team and and by an individual that we've had, you know, in Bobcat football. That was fantastic.
0: Well, it was very fantastic, very fun to be along for the ride, and it's very fun discovering sports in the arc of the Rivalry right now. And uh, Dean, thank you so much for being here. Uh, very honored to have you on. I've looked up to you throughout my entire career, and uh, cool having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. And best of luck with everything, but I'm sure we'll cross paths soon. In the meantime, uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on the golf course here in a couple months.
1: Hey, man, colder. my pleasure, and I hope right to see you soon on the golf course. Have a great one. Enjoy the show.
0: What a legend, man. Dean Alexander makes me happy. Super cool. Awesome to have Dean swing by. Um, I actually don't even have a good excuse for why he's never been on the show before. As you can tell, he's phenomenal <laughs> at doing radio. That was a great interview. So, um, just very, very cool for me as just a kid who grew up in Montana, knowing about Dino and, and, uh, his, his, uh, his prowess on the mic and his powerful voice. And, and, uh, what a memory, man. I mean, shoot, he knows this Montana state team as well as anybody in its current iteration and also the history of MSU athletics as well. So, uh, Happy to have Dean on as well here on the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable presented each week by Paradise Falls of Missoula. How about a little bit more Montana State talk? Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, swings by for our Montana State Minute. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. The roller coaster ride continues for the Montana Lady Grizz. Hello, I am Coulter Nuñez. What could and likely is the final makeup game of the season for Montana? UM played Idaho for the second time in four games on Monday in Moscow. Thursday, UM beat UI 76-73 in a game that included 21 lead changes and 14 ties. Monday, the Lady Grizz built its lead to as many as 14 points late in the third quarter, only to let it slip away. Idaho rallied all the way back, led by Beyonce B's 24 point outburst to post a 70-69 win over Montana. Fight 20 points from Carmen G. Feller, 16 points from Abby Anderson, 14 points from Sophia Stiles. The month of February has been tumultuous for Montana. Stiles hit a buzzer beater to beat Weaver State a few weeks ago, starting a wild stretch that also included a loss to defending big-sky champion Idaho State at home, beating upstart Southern Utah in Cedar City in a Monday makeup game, losing on another buzzer beater at Northern Arizona, losing to rebuilding Eastern Washington in another Monday makeup game, beating Idaho and Portland State over the weekend, and falling on the third straight Monday to the Vandals. UM now sits at 9-7 in league play, while Idaho is 7-8. The Montana State women started their four-game road trip to end the regular season in Portland Monday. The Bobcats moved to 13-4 and into a tie for first place. Idaho State with an 82-57 win over Portland State. The Vikings are 0-15 in big step play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Montana? Welcome back. A little incubus for you here on a Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding week. Hope you're staying warm out there. It's new on Is now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can see that entire inventory that spans over multiple different states by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. I appreciate Northwest Motorsport for being the presenting sponsor of the Nuanas Now studio. Time now for the Montana State Minute. We do this a couple times a week. Checking in with Danny Sprinkle, the Montana State headman's basketball coach, as well as Alex Escherman from SWX Montana Television. And Before we get into that, though, it is our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula. We are going to continue to give you an opportunity to win 10 Wings Every 10 Minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 10 Wings Every 10 Minutes. All you got to do is call us, or text us, excuse me, because Alex is waiting on the phone lines. So we'll get to her in just a minute, but text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We'll give two more away right here. 10 Wings Every 10 Minutes, courtesy of the Despo, 888-1029. The Montana State Minute is presented in part by JNV Restaurant Supplies JNV Restaurant Supply your home for everything kitchen whether you're a bear or a bobcat an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with JNV they have locations in Bozeman Billings and Great Falls but if you can't make it in JNV also has a great website jvrestaurant.com JNV Restaurant Supply proud sponsors of athletics across the state of Montana for more than 45 years and your restaurant specialists. Alex, I know that you are a, a California girl who then went to college in Arizona, so are you surviving? Are you doing okay? I've been worried about you.
2: I am de- you know, thank you, Culture. I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm going to go by what Sean Rainey tweeted earlier today, and I completely agree with him. He said, I'd rather have five-degree weather and it's completely sunny, over 30 degrees and cloudy and rainy, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, as long as it's not windy, which today in Bozeman, it wasn't really windy in comparison to the few days before today. And the sun was shining, and yes, it's cold, but as long as you know how to drive in it and dress in it, I think, it's. I've been okay. Thank you for asking. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing phenomenal. <laughs> I love when it gets cold like this. Uh, I think it's a great acclamation for All of the new people that have moved to uh, the two college towns in Montana, Missoula and Bozeman. If you want to live here, that's great, but you have to endure the winter. You need to prove to me you can do it, and so you're doing a great job of of being of displaying exactly that. And uh, I hope everybody else is getting used to it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, no doubt about it. It's a busy time of year for sure. We got district and divisional tournaments raging on at the high school level, and this weekend there's going to be two big events going on in the state of Montana. First, the Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships begin on Thursday Mm -hmm. in Bozeman. I'll be there Friday to broadcast live from there, but then coming back over to Missoula because we got a Kakariz rivalry showdown, two different games on two different days for the first time in a long time. The women play 7 p.m. on Saturday night and the men play at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. But first, Alex, I want to ask you about last weekend. The MSU women's basketball team had their final two home games, including... Uh, a senior day celebration for both Ashley Van Sickle and Gabby Maki, and they had a great performance. They drilled Southern Utah, won by 21 points, and sent their two seniors out in style. So what did you think of the performance on Saturday? And, and sort of the, the special moment it was for uh, a couple of gals that have dedicated a lot of their time and effort to Montana State women's basketball. Definitely, Coulter,
2: Gabby Maki, and Ashley Van Sickle. They had great speeches after the game. They had a wonderful ceremony with the, between the fans, what Coach Ben said about the two seniors and the rest of the team kind of rallying around them and cheering them on. It was a really special moment. And both of those players have been key components, not only this year, but throughout their past four years of being a part of the program. And I think that win was definitely needed for the program. And I think it was a complete performance. Um, I think that to be able to win for your final home game of the season is, you know, sends you off uh, for the rest of the year. I think that's always kind of a bucket lister to be able to get that win for the final home game of the regular season, especially for those seniors. So I think it was a great day for the program. I'm really interested to see how they do on the road here for the remaining portion of the regular season. Um, But I do think that that Kind of catapults them with getting that win on a positive note, going on
0: the road. Three games on the road for the MSU women to finish the regular season. They're at Montana Saturday night, seven p.m. Then they also play at Sacramento State next Wednesday, and then at Northern Colorado next Friday. So uh, one day earlier than we're used to, because the Big Sky tournament is on the horizon, and the women's part of the Big Sky tournament in Boise starts uh, a couple days earlier. In the men's tournament so as it always is the last couple games are always moved up a day or two to facilitate everybody getting their travel uh, to get to Boise but I, I was high on this MSU team coming out of last year and thought that they had an opportunity to be very competitive in this league but I didn't know if they were going to quite be a championship caliber team yet here they are that victory over Southern Utah moves MSU to 13 and 4 in league play and they are tied with Idaho State for the conference lead and they already have a win over Idaho State. They split the regular season series with the Bengals. But at Montana State, they have it in their sights right now. If they could continue their winning ways down the stretch the last three regular season home games, uh, a Big Sky championship is definitely in the sights for the MSU women. So um, what have you thought of just their ability to sort of chase this thing and maybe even slightly exceed what were already high expectations? Mm -hmm, Definitely,
2: Coulter. I I think here's the deal. Coach Ben, she's been here 17 seasons. She knows what it takes, and she's she's a champion as a coach. I think she understands what it takes. I mean, that, I think that's just kind of the expectation um, for the program. I think under Coach Finn and the rest of her coaching staff, that's kind of the mentality and the, the championship-level mentality is, is what is expected. Um, and you can definitely tell that. Obviously, they've had ups and downs throughout the season. But I do think that... It's something that you know they don't count count themselves out, despite you know having those ups and downs and having imperfections throughout the season. I and I think that every single year, that's why everybody loves March so much. And March basketball is anything can happen. Anybody can come out and pull off a championship win. Um, so, and I think that that's just the mentality that they have. I think that losses and um, you know obstacles that they that they face throughout the season doesn't get them down. I think that's definitely a key point to uh, what makes this group special this year.
0: Montana State Minute, presented in part by Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor, Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Whether you're looking to buy or sell in the world of real estate in the Helena area, Jake Dubeck should be your first call. Any questions you have from the accelerating Montana real estate market to what a perfect future might look for you and your family to somebody that knows the neighborhoods and has direct knowledge of the capital city. If you're in the Helena area, give Jake Dubek a call today. 406-465-5506. Jake Dubek proud to support the Montana state minute. And Alex was talking about the MSU men. They had their 11 game winning streak snapped against Eastern Washington in overtime and a thrilling game, but they bounced back in a big way with a huge win over a talented Southern Utah team uh, over the weekend. And the MSU now 13 conference victories, the most in their history as a Big Sky Conference member. They also have 21 wins, which is the most they've ever had, and tied for the most they've ever had in the Big Sky Conference era. But I thought actually what went down this last weekend was very good for Montana State to sort of have the pressure of the winning streak relieved with a loss, but then to bounce back with a good performance over a really good team. Uh, so what did you think of just, the first? it's the first time in a long time we've talked about the Bobcats bouncing back from a loss. What did you think of their ability to do it?
2: I think that that is the way and the, like I just said about the women, that's the mentality that the men's team carries as well. And I think that this entire year, they have been wanting to make it back and dominate at the Big Sky Tournament. I, I don't think that's on their mind, obviously. They, they have the one-game-at-a-time mentality, but ultimately... They are unsatisfied every single game. They want to come out with a win, and to be able to watch them have that 11-game winning streak was so exciting. Um, And I agree with you. I think that, you know, obviously I don't uh, wish a a loss upon the team by any means, but I do think it is. it takes that pressure off, like you said, of having that overtime loss to Eastern Washington. Uh, Obviously, they would have probably wanted a different outcome, uh, they would have, you know, wanted to keep that going. But, and, and I don't, culture. I don't even think it was a, about necessarily a lot of pressure building up. It was just, um, what was a controversial game in that overtime loss, but also it was just a battle. All
0: right, Eastern Washington's a, a tough program that's been one of the best winners in the big sky uh, over the last decade or so. And Montana State also has is experiencing uh, the... The dynamic of being kind of the marked team right now, too, as the the league leader. That's something new for Bobcat basketball. It's been a little while um, since that has been the case. Alex Escherman joining us from SWX Montana Television as part of our Montana State Minute. And last thing for you, Alex, the Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships to stand upon Bozeman. uh, Have you covered one of these in person yet before?
2: I have not. I'm so
0: excited. You should be because it is, a, especially from a TV perspective, it's a phenomenal spectacle. I mean, you have highlights going on all around you, all over the place. So you'll have more than enough content for sure. But to, I'll be there on Friday to cover this thing. We'll be doing Nuanas now from uh, the side uh, from Brick Breeden Fieldhouse uh, next to the track there. So it'll be fun to catch up with everybody down there. Um, but the, the two athletes that I'm going to have keen eyes on are a pair of Bozeman products, a pair of kids that grew up in Bozeman, Montana, who are now making waves on the national scene. I mean, Lucy Corbett has one of the top high jump marks in the United States at the college level, and Duncan Hamilton, I mean, I I keep saying it, but he is among the great athletes in the state, period. Any sport, he's a phenomenal competitor. He's so fun to watch no matter what event he's in. So uh, anything else that you maybe are looking forward to, or what do you think of the fact that there's just a couple Bozeman kids leading the way for the Bobcats into the indoor championships?
2: I think it's so cool, uh, Coulter, and I. Both of both Duncan and Lucy are so enjoyable to talk to and um, get to know. And I've actually been able to cover a few of uh, their meets here that they've they've held throughout the season, um, and been able to talk to them, follow them, see the accomplishments that they've been able to have throughout the year, and Duncan even he said this last year, he's he takes so much pride in representing Bozeman and his hometown. So I'm, I'm just so proud of him to be able to see what he's accomplished. And he's just so calm. And so is Lucy too. When they're both performing, I asked Lucy the other day, I said, how do you calm your nerves before you, you go out and perform? And she said, well, I just, I lay down on the ground and I close my eyes and I just, take a deep breath, and just try to block out all the noise. So I'm I'm interested to see how it goes for them this weekend, but it's pretty apparent that this this indoor team is one of the best they've had in a while.
0: She's Alex Usherman, SWX and Television. Alex, appreciate the time today. As always, thanks so much for being here. We'll talk to you next week and very much look forward to seeing you on Friday as well. But uh, thanks for swinging by today.
2: Thanks, Coulter. Appreciate being on your show.
0: Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply as well as Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. We'll get you all set up for the last couple days of this show for the week and uh, maybe even have a little history lesson as well. Keep it right here. New Honors Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront, out of pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Me, touch me, I won't let it go. Now I stand and I feel what up, Montana? Welcome back. is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I usually sing the songs on the way back in because I think my microphone's off. I just realized that my mic was on, so hopefully you enjoyed my mumbling uh ah, rendition <laughs> days of a new what an awesome band hope you're having a great week hope you have a great wednesday time now for the final word presented by Eagle Satellite Eagle Satellite wants to thank all current and former healthcare workers they appreciate all you have done and all you continue to do call 406-728-9999 to get your free TV package with TV starting at 5799 a month and also be sure to ask about internet for fifty bucks a month. Miss thing in the show today? You can always find it on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is probably presented by bet Montana as well as the Advocates. Tomorrow, fun show for you. We're gonna have uh, several different coaches swing by, and then of course, Krista Redpath, our women's basketball commentator, will be here uh, to go all the way around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Krista was in Arizona last week, but she joined us on the phone. But she'll be back in person, so it'll be fun to see Krista and uh, sort of wrap up what's becoming a pretty wild stretch run in the Big Sky Conference on the women's side. We're also going to hear from Tracy Sanders from Southern Utah, the head coach for the women's basketball team there. We'll have that in hour number one. We'll also hear from Todd Simon, the head coach for the Southern Utah men's team, in hour number two. Uh, Sort of interesting because both of those people have been on our show many times in the past. And uh, I'm not going to say never, because there certainly is an opportunity for Southern Utah to play some non-conference games with Big Sky schools. But Southern Utah, on the way out of the league, to join the WAC. So, um, the last appearances for those two... Actually, I shouldn't say that either, because we might have some some audio, I am almost certainly will, of those coaches from the Big Sky tournament. But last regular season matchups by, between the University of Montana and Southern Utah in Big Sky Conference play... The men are in Cedar City. The women are home uh, with the Thunderbirds coming to town for the first time in years. It's been so long since I've seen the Southern Utah women in person outside of the Big Sky Tournament. So it'll be fun to have those two coaches on. And then I also caught up spent a good deal of time this morning with Chris Cobb, the associate head coach for the University of Montana men's team. And uh, he and I did a radio spot, and then we also talked a lot about Travis DeCure, which uh, that audio will uh, will save for you a little later on. But I'm doing a profile all about Coach Dakir and sort of his maintenance of the outstanding reputation of the coaching tree that has gone through the University of Montana. So excited to sit down with Travis and excited to sort of frame that story because I know it's something he takes a tremendous amount of pride in. He takes a tremendous amount of pride in the University of Montana being his alma mater and the fact that he is the guy that's sort of maintaining this legacy of phenomenal coaches to come through the program from Judd Heathcote through Mike Montgomery and Stu Morrill, Blaine Taylor all the way through Larry Kristoviak, Wayne Tinkle, and now Travis Takir. They all have ties that bind, and it's certainly one of the most fascinating coaching trees in in anywhere in the country in men's college basketball. How about a little history lesson? If you've been following along, I have this cool book that my mom gave me uh, that was printed in 1954, The 100 Greatest Sports Heroes by Mac Davis. It's life stories of the immortals of sports selected by America's top sports writers nearly 70 years ago. And I find it just so interesting to just turn through the pages and look at so many of the athletes that I know something about and also so many that I don't. So today's history lesson... It's about James B. Connolly, the first American Olympic champion. Fascinating to think uh, more than a hundred years ago, when the Olympic Games were first revived, and uh, James B. Connolly was was the first Olympian from America to ever medal. So, uh, very cool. Um, he did it in the the original Olympic Games in Athens, Greece. Way back in the late 1800s, so fascinating to think he, he was a freshman at Harvard when he was competing in the Olympics. So amazing to see um, and remember that history. The other one, and I had not heard of James B Connolly, so fun to to learn about him. <laughs> it's so funny to think of what these events. Too, they, they talk about his training. He was a, a jumper and. He would jump in and out of 27 mackerel barrels in rapid succession, as this biography reads. <laughs> so that's how he got ready uh, for his Olympic debut, but uh, pretty fun to remember him. The other uh, one we'll get to today is Maureen Con- Connolly, Mighty Little Moe, is what the, uh, the tagline is. And she was um, a phenomenal tennis player in the mid-1950s. So by the time she was 19, she was a three-time women's national champion, and she was named the Woman Athlete of the Year uh, multiple times back in the 1950s. So this is a full two decades short of Title IX, uh, but certainly a trailblazer worth remembering. <laughs> Marine Connolly, Mighty Little Mo. It's our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Radio. So we're going to continue giving you 10 wings every 10 minutes each Wednesday throughout the month of February. It's part of our Wing It Wednesday celebration, 10th anniversary. 10 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. You want some? We got one more ticket for you. 406-888-1029. That's 888 Call us right now. 888-1029. You want some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill? Do it up. Call us right now. 406 888 one zero two nine. Thanks to all our great guests for swinging by. Fun show today. Love doing these big sky documentary film festival interviews. Yeah, so educational and so interesting. So so cool to meet so many different people from across the globe. Honestly, people from all over the place. People that come from every corner of Earth here to Missoula. So very cool. One la- two actually two notes I wanted to mention, um, and we kind of got washed up because we did have so many guests here today. One, Dane Broadhead has been named the head coach at Helena High for football. So that's interesting. Helena High has only had really two coaches in in my life living in Montana. It was Tony Arnston for 25-plus years. And then most recently, Scott Evans, who retired um, at the end of this last season. So Dane Broadhead, the new coach at Helena High. So that'll be an interesting one. They've always been a strong program and uh, we'll see if he can continue that legacy. And the other one, and I was texting with this guy, and uh, we're efforting to get him on the show sooner than later, but Brock Coyle, former University of Montana linebacker who then went on to play for the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFL. Brock gave a big donation to the University of Montana football program for this rest and recovery room, which sounds pretty innovative and pretty cool. So cool for the the Bozeman product and former NFL player to be given back to his alma mater. And uh, Brock's a good friend of mine. Uh, and we got to know each other very well during his time playing for the Grizz. So it'd be fun to have Brock back on and catch up with him. And uh, congratulations. He don't, he told me today he's coming back from his honeymoon. So very cool. Nuance now been Radio will be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a great Wednesday night. We'll see you then. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally.